Join Sarah Weiss in the infinite field of energetic aliveness and heart-centered wisdom. This is the Earth Love Spirit Podcast. Welcome to the Earth Love Spirit Podcast. I'm Sarah Weiss, and each week we'll be exploring embodied spirituality. How does your higher self become your everyday self? That is the question my guests and I will explore each week. Today, Lisa Copeland, a leading internationally recognized love coach and dating expert for women over 50, joins us on this podcast. She inspires and teaches women how to feel confident, empowered, and actually enjoy dating. She has strategies for putting yourself out there in a way that is true to yourself and successful at the same time. Lisa's path to becoming a love and dating coach is another example of living into your wisdom. Lisa is deeply spiritual and her approach to dating is rooted in spiritual wisdom. She starts with the basics. What vibes are you putting out and what are you getting back? Awareness is the key and Lisa helps you discover your dating comfort zone and clarify who you want to attract into your life. Who would think a spiritual person would become a dating coach? But Lisa followed her intuition, let it all unfold step-by-step, overcoming many challenges along the way to reveal her life path. Listen as we share Lisa's powerful story and her spiritual approach to dating and finding the right person for you. Lisa, welcome to the Earth Love Spirit podcast today. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for inviting me. We are going to have some fun today because we're going to be speaking about spiritual dating. And we are continuing our theme of living into your wisdom. I've known Lisa for over 30 years, and I have witnessed how she has blossomed into her sovereign being with amazing faith and amazing confidence in the process. So Lisa, here you are. You are an internationally acclaimed dating coach and love coach for women over 50. Can you tell us a little about how you ended up in this very unique place? Sure. It didn't, I didn't start out as a dating coach. I started out one morning. It was about a week after my mother passed away and I woke up and I had heard you need to get out there and speak. And I'm like, speak, speak about what? (laughs) And so I was sort of guided to find someone that was doing a speaking, speaking training. And I went to a conference out in LA and what else was so uh, there was so much synchronicity with it. I didn't have to pay for the conference. It was free. I, I won a ticket and I, my airplane and my hotel, it was all taken care of in terms of points and all that. So it was like, I knew it was meant to be, but when I got to the conference, it wasn't meant to be the guy just, I didn't resonate with him, but I was on his list and other people, you know, people promote other people. And a man uh, came along who said, I'll teach you how to create a business and a website. And like, 
you know, we're baby boomers. You know how that is, Sarah, a website. How am I ever going to do a website? Yeah, I didn't even know what a word doc was. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I took, I, I took his uh, course and I did some private coaching with him. And he helped me establish what I was going to do. He said, well, what are you good at? I said, well, I like dating. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said, great, dating, uh, being a dating coach is perfect. And so I became a dating coach for women over 50. But I had people along the way say to me, maybe you should drop to 40. And my intuition was so strongly saying, nope. It needs to be 50. And I really followed my intuition. And today, over 50 is a very hot topic. Um, it's, it's, a, it's much more, there's way more programs for it now than when I first started. What are some of the challenges that women over 50 are facing as they either re-enter the dating pool or continue their experience in the dating pool today? I mean, the dating landscape is so different than when we were younger. Yeah, that's true. Well, so many of us found original spouses in school, either high school or college, and we married so much younger. You know, we were married in, put in marriages for like 20 some years, and that seems to be a hot spot right there around 24 years. And it is because men are going through a male menopause then. That's what's happening. They are reevaluating their lives. And it goes on for quite a while. You know how we were in perimenopause as mm -hmm. women that went on forever? You know what I mean, Sarah? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, men do that too. And they're reevaluating their lives. And that is when a lot of divorces take place because the disconnect is felt so strongly because everyone's everyone both men and women it's a period where we're we're thinking about what's going to make us happy our, we're becoming empty nesters our kids are leaving because of that and we what are we going to do that makes us happy and usually the marriage has sort of gone by the wayside anyway so when we were dating younger that's how we met men and here we are with these men and, and we're getting divorced in our 50s and we're suddenly going out there and we're not sure about our body image. Will someone love all the stuff from our pregnancies? Will someone love us how we are? We don't have firm, tight bodies anymore. You know, we've gone through menopause. Our bodies have changed. And I think confidence in, is one of the biggest issues. Confidence and self-image is the beginning issue. And, and don't most women believe that the men are going after the younger women who look who you can't even compare yourself to? Is that really true? So what I found from talking to a lot of men about this, most of them will try a younger woman because it just, it's a conquering thing. You know, it's a, it's a trophy. But what happens is, is they find they have nothing in common. They do not share history together. And by history, I mean, what did you go through in your childhood that's similar through your adolescent, through your young adulthood? And the connecting part is very difficult because of that. And most younger women do not want an older man unless he's really wealthy and powerful. They, it's otherwise to them, it's like dating their grandpa. 
that's a, that's a great image. Okay. And so, <laughs> and so how do you help women find their footing when they're in this position, they may have felt rejected or they may have moved on from the relationship and they don't know where, where they're standing. How do you help them? Well, the first thing we do is work on their confidence. Like I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. their self image, we help them recognize where they are today is amazing. So what happens is we as women, we look in that mirror and we compare ourselves to what we look like when we were 20. But a man has no idea what we looked like then. He only knows what we look like now. In fact, um, I remember many years ago, I had a boyfriend and I showed him a picture of me when I was 16, but he didn't know it was me when I showed him the picture. He said, who is that? Because we see ourselves in those younger pictures, but he, he had no, no basis to identify that that was me. So that's one thing you want to remember when you're going out to date. They don't know what you look like in your 20s. So you want to come into your 50s and get to a place where you feel sexy again and attractive and desirable. And we are still sexy if you don't compare yourself to a 20-year-old. You're more sensual in your 50s. You're wiser. 50s and 60s and 70s, you're wiser. You're usually softer in many ways. And you've had a life experience. So, so that's... Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So, so many of the people listening to this podcast are very spiritual and yearning for a deep spiritual connection with a partner. And so how do you approach that? Um, what is the spiritual aspect of dating? That's a good question. The spiritual aspect is a heart connection, how you connect together with your hearts, how someone feels when you're around them. One of the things most people when they're dating look for is the barometer is mm. do I have instant attraction or do I have amazing chemistry? And they use that as the barometer of, is this the right person for me? Now they will have gone through the filtering process of a profile or whatever, and they go, oh, this looks like a possibility. But usually when they meet, it is based on instant attraction and chemistry. So how reliable is that? It's totally unreliable because what happens is with chemistry, when we have chemistry with someone, we have a tendency to trust them. And they may not necessarily be trustable, but we put this like square peg into the round hole and we make it fit because our body's releasing hormones that makes us feel good. Oh my God, that, that putting a square peg in a round hole. How many women do that? Wow. A lot. A, a lot. lot. Because they, a man might have, and this is a perfect example of this with spirituality. A man might seem very spiritual and you, you want someone that's so spiritual. I went through a phase of this too. I wanted someone who was spiritual and I met a man he taught yoga and he meditated and I thought, oh my God, this is, how, this is it. This is who I should be with. 
And so I started ignoring all the little red flags around because I used that quality of spirituality. It can also be money. It also can also be looks. But in this case, I used spirituality and I, it's called a perceived high value quality. And I ignored the rest of what he had. Oh, so that perceived high value quality is a projection of something inside of us that we're putting out into the world that may be a filter that we don't even want to have. Right, right. Or they, we can't ignore everything else around the, about the person because they have that quality. We think they're perfect, but they can still be a schmo. <laughs> they can still not be so great. <laughs> So, so how do you, how do you get beyond that initial kind of magnetic attraction and mature up kind of as you approach this dating process? So one of the things I have women do in my community is create what's called a quality man template. And in this template, I help them get really clear, first of all, of the patterns of men they're always attracted to. This is their old type. This is who they're going to be attracted to over and over again, because this is usually from family of origin. And one of the things we need to realize is we often reattract the parent we had the most difficulty with. And that is who we date over and over again. And women will say, oh my God, my mother had this or my father had this. So it's really important to identify this. So when you get out there, because that instant hot attraction is always to that person because it feels so familiar. And familiarity is really important to pay attention to as well. Because it doesn't, we will sometimes say, oh, I feel like I've known this guy my whole life. What you've known is the feeling of this person because it's your pattern. It's your type. Does mm. that make sense? It totally makes sense. It's, it's like a puzzle, puzzle pieces that fit together. Mm -hmm. And then you can make up a whole story about this being your soulmate. And this is the, you know, you were instantly attracted. Your hearts met and the stars burst into you know, right. the sky and all of a sudden you're involved in this story that ha may have nothing to do with the reality of what you're looking at. And as you know, Sarah, I had that in my life in a second marriage where we had intense, intense chemistry from the second we met. In fact, if you have really intense chemistry, you really want to walk away because you will create a physical relationship that feels like it's intimacy, which is part of spirituality. Whereas it's just a constant release of the hormone, the bonding hormone, oxytocin. And you oftentimes miss the friendship. And when you're in a relationship with someone, you want to have a heart connection you want to have a friendship and you want to have intimacy, which can look in, um, which can look, the picture of it is different. You know, it's not always the same depending on the age you're at based on where the people are. So intimacy can look different ways. But when you have that intense chemistry, your body's singing, but truthfully, usually there is something missing. It's usually a friendship. And you know, I had that in a second marriage mm -hmm. and our marriage ended 
like almost two years to the day we got married because there was nothing sustaining it. How in your coaching pro uh, practice, Lisa, do you help women get to a place where they're really grounded and clear uh, about what they want in their life? How to, how to see beyond the illusions and all the programming that has been instilled in us. So going back to the quality man template where we, you know, I talked about um, discovering your old type. What I help women do is really dive down into what's going to make them happy today. They have a whole new opportunity to create a new way of life for themselves. And what usually happens is when we're dating old, in our 50s, we, the only way we know to date is how we did in our 20s. And we're looking for that hot guy that, um, you know, like we said, that gives us the instant zing. And we're not looking at the things behind it. Like, do you want someone who's supportive of you? This is a time when you're over 50, it's a time in your life, you're creating a whole different kind of journey. You're not building anymore. You're creating an exciting new world as, as um, a couple and you get to create that. So that's what I help women dive down into. What values are important to you? Because you want your values to match. A lot of times people come up with a list of qualities. You can have 99, he can have, or he or she, whoever, can have 99% of the qualities, but if your values are mismatched, you're gonna have a problem. So I help them create a new type of person. And we also, as part of this template, create an emotional guidance system. Mm, an emotional guidance system. I think a lot of people need that because we don't know where the checks and balances should be in that, in our emotional world. Yeah. So the way it works, right. You don't. And when hormones especially are taking over from chemistry, you really don't. So before they get involved with anyone, we finish the quality man template with how do you want to feel around a man? And we go into a meditation to see what that feels like. But I know in my own life, it was very powerful, the emotional guidance system and this whole template, having things in writing. You know, it's nice to have, let things go with the flow, but the having structure and having systems in place is what I have found allows you to be able to flow easily. So in my own life, I met a man, he, he, had, um, he was quite wealthy. He took me to a very expensive restaurant on our first date. And he, um, I could feel the insecurity in him, but he was offering me lobster and steak and all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is like so wonderful. And I, we met another time. And then the third time he came over because he was at that same expensive restaurant, which was close to where I lived. And he came over and, and he starts pushing me for, um, to get physical with him. And I felt like, I don't know this man. I can't do this. And I shared it with him in the way I teach women about how to get a man to step up. He started arguing and saying, you just don't trust me. And it wasn't about trust at all. Okay, so he ends up leaving. He's very angry that I don't trust him. Out he goes, but he calls me the next day. He apologizes. He invites me to dinner to another nice place. We get to dinner the entire time we're arguing over this, this piece 
where a boundary's missing. He's stepping past the boundary. And I go home and I read my emotional guidance system. And the first words were, I feel the man, the man in my life, I feel so loved, cherished, and adored. I was not feeling loved, cherished, and adored. I was feeling like I had my back against a wall and I had to defend myself. So it was very powerful having this in place so that I saw it in black and white in my quality man template. And I was able to say, oh, I'm clouding my judgment based on a perceived high value quality. Does that make sense? It sure does. And it's very clear. And it gives me a very um, strong sense of safety and clarity, something to gauge and check my own sense of things against. You know, I'm mm-hmm. checking it against my true sense of what I want rather than letting myself get carried away, especially if I'm an empath um, and mm-hmm. can feel everything going on. I need some real big self-checks. Um, right. And as empaths, we are often trying to rescue people or we can get put in that position of rescuing because we see a person's potential because we're feeling everything about them. And we can get really messed up there too by we see their potential, we want their potential more for them. They're not even aware aware of their potential. And this becomes a problem. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) That is how empaths get entangled in these relationships that have become unhealthy for them. So Uh, it it is, Sarah, a warning sign. If you find yourself constantly attracting people that you're trying to fix to make them okay and safe for you, they will never be safe for you. They will come to resent you and you will resent them because they stop, they don't get back. It's a one-way ticket. And it's because it's your dream, not their dream. Wiser words have never been (laughs) spoken about an empath in relationships. Thank you. That was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let me ask you something else because there are many people listening to this podcast that I know haven't been married yet. They, they just never found the person that they were looking for and they're over 50 and they're still hoping, and I hope for them, that they find um, the person that they can be with. How do you work with them and, and what kind of words of wisdom do you have for this person? I have found that when I've worked with people that have never been married, there is usually some type of fear holding them back or, a, and it's usually translated into a limiting belief, either about who the opposite sex is and it, or something they've done. And it's made a general sweep of all, like for women, it would be all men have this. So then they make a man jump hoops to prove they're not going to be this way. And it usually comes down to something that happened in childhood that put this limiting belief in place, and they're often not aware of it. It can be like a parent that said, you're too masculine, or you're too much of a tomboy to ever get a man, or you need to do this to get a man. Um, Those types of beliefs sit really deep inside, and they play constantly. And not always with awareness. 
So here we are where you are working with women. Um, and it sounds to me like this is a process. This is not a do this, do this, do this, and you'll find your quality man. But it sounds like this is an entire spiritual process of going within and actually probably learning how to be comfortable with yourself first so you could be comfortable with another person. Yeah, exactly. It is a process. I always call it a journey. And I always tell my clients, when you first get out there, you're going to have practice relationships. Like it, mm. it's ideal if the guy fell out of the sky and was brought right to our doorstep, but it's not practical. And you need to be with another person to see what you like about being in a relationship, or do you see what you like about that person? And you get to evaluate. I do want to touch on this briefly, Sarah, because most of the time we can, or not most of the time, there are many times that we give up our power in the dating world and we do have choices. We get to choose how we want a relationship to look. And of course, then you work it with the other person, but you get to choose the relationship that you want. Now, when working with women over 50, they have a ton of choices. They can have a lover. They could have friends with benefits. They can have, live with someone and be in a committed relationship. They cannot live with someone and be in a committed relationship. They can have marriage and they can be friends. There's tons and tons of choices. And the key is honoring yourself and feel that in your body. When you're with someone, if you can step aside from the hormones, feel in your body, in your heart, how does it feel to be with him or her? And, but you do have to step aside those hormones because hormones can mix up lust and love. So you really have to tap down into your heart. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And it kind of reminds me of what my mother would say when I was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> What'd she say? <laughs> watch out for those hormones watch out for those boys <laughs> yeah watch out for those boys yeah. yeah and if hormones isn't behind it watch out for those boys uh-huh that's a belief that you have all totally in your dna and and that's why another reason that you know you might be worried or you haven't been able to find a partner because you constantly heard watch out for those boys mm-hmm and that's so, the work you do, Sarah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Helping them overcome that. <laughs> right. And I love how you brought this around to each person feeling empowered within themselves. Because there's so many ways in which our culture helps you feel disempowered. And if you're programmed to believe, as many of us were who are in the older above 50 uh, grouping that you do everything to please a man that you or your partner, that everything is about them and not you. And it's not about you creating the life that you want to lead independent of anyone and everyone and finding that spiritual core in your heart that's guiding you, um, which takes me back to how you created this incredible uh, coaching and teaching service, um, how to find a quality 
man after 50. So you've written a book and tell us about the book. The um, book is called The Winning Dating Formula for Women Over 50. It is on Amazon. And I created the book um, because someone had said, write a book. (laughs) You know, it's like, I look along my whole path. Sometimes I was not always doing things for the right reason. I was doing them for money or I was doing it because someone said you should do it or a coach said it. And what I have really learned from being in this business is that money will burn you out as your only motivator. The shoulds will burn you out because they go to the antithesis of what you're feeling. And it really comes to the feeling in your body and getting into your heart and what makes your heart sing. Now, writing does make my heart sing. So I was very fortunate because of that that I wrote a book that women tell me they keep in their nightstand. They love this book because it is the structure of dating. And which, you know, I mentioned before, when you have structure in place, you can easily flow. So did I go around about answer with that? <laughs> no, that, that was terrific. That was terrific. And I love that, that when you have structure, you can flow. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, that. That is the essence of spirituality because it's the balance of the masculine feminine, of the yin and yang. It's the uh, full potential of who we are as humans is to be in that kind of balance. Yeah. And what I've also learned a lot of it is in your vibration of how you feel about things. So when I wake up every morning now, I think about the women that I'm helping all the time. And by the way, the name of my business, you talked about a cool, finding a quality man. That is the name of my business, findaqualityman.com. Yes. <laughs> and um, I wake up every morning and I think about the women in my Find a Quality Man community on Facebook and in my real community, mm-hmm. you know, my, and it, on my website. And I think about how I live my life on purpose now, helping them make their dreams come true. And that is what now makes me joyous every day. And that is what keeps me going and helps me to keep, um, to keep moving forward, to learn more, to help more, to get, have more women that are not struggling with being alone. You know, this is my goal. They don't have to do it alone. You know, there is help. And I feel that vibration in my body every morning. And that's what I put out there because it's so easy to get caught when we're starting something new it's so easy to get caught in why you don't want to do it because you stay safe whereas i found staying in the dream and what it is i want it starts showing up it manifests you know that sarah right that's about (laughs) living right into your wisdom yes yeah (laughs) we've we've kind of had a parallel path here as we've each done that we have yes (laughs) So um, as we come to the close of the podcast, I want to ask you one last question, because this is the question on everyone's mind, I'm sure. Is there such a thing as a soulmate for women over 50? (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you remember what I said earlier, who we often attract into our life as someone we have to work our issues out with? Oh, so I've, yeah. often, I've heard different things about this, that soulmates are people that we work our stuff out with and 
twin flames or people that we have a, a higher thing with. I don't know if any of that's true. Do I think there's a soulmate for each of us? I think that we have to get clear on what's going to make us happy and what's going to make our hearts sing. That's where our power comes from. Otherwise, we're second guessing every guy or every woman, if you're a guy that you're meeting because they don't meet certain criteria versus getting to know someone and they could turn into someone really wonderful in your life, a great partner. So do I believe there's one person for everyone? No, I believe there's lots of people. And I also think in over 50s dating, you can have lots of relationships. That's another choice. You don't have to stay in one. You're not creating a new, you're not cre creating kids together. You have choices, but you can stay in one for the rest of your life, or you can stay, you know, you can um, be in a relationship with yourself for a while. You can go out and be in a relationship with a partner. You can come back to being with yourself. You can go back out. I think it's more of a learning time and it can be fun. Dating can really be fun at this time. It's not so serious. You don't have to get the baby. <laughs> I just want to leave it on a hopeful note that really it can be fun. My clients have fun and because they know what they're doing. They have the structure and that's what makes it fun for them. Oh, thank you, Lisa. This has been a really enjoyable and enlightening conversation. And for all of our spiritual friends out there, whatever um, whether you're spiritual or not, the same principles apply to achieving your dreams. And Lisa, in her program of finding a quality man over 50, has just a very clear, practical path laid out for you. And I encourage you to go find that partner that you want and let Lisa help you. So Lisa, tell our listeners how they can get in contact with you and about the free gifts that you have for them today. I would love to. My website again is findaqualityman.com. You can always write to me too at lisa at findaqualityman.com and I will write you back. But I do have some free gifts for you. First, I have on my website, a ebook called The Five Little Known Secrets for Finding a Quality Man. And it just gives you ideas of where you can find men if you're a female. And I'm sure you can use these as a man too for finding a female. A little bit about flirting, some scoop on online sites and how to meet men, men in real life, that too. And if you also scroll down on that same page, I have a, um, some interesting challenges. They're totally free about men and you can, um, you know, you can do a five day challenge that's on my website as well. So thank you, Lisa. Really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you, Sarah. It's always fun being together. Blessings, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Earth Love Spirit podcast. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.